1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team and KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio, and I recap, Chiefs 2022 draft. Joe, we have to start with the most important thing though. Andy Reid told the NFL Network that the Chiefs draft spread was Kobe beef hot dogs that they turned into chili dogs and then they had Q39 barbecue the next day. But man, it was like a much nicer version of your post NFL combine meal.
1: Yes, definitely. Well, that's what football players like to eat. That's what people <laughs> people around football just want good you know, hearty, stick to your ribs food. They're not worried about the fufu. You know, dinners with uh, small plates. They want real food that sticks to your ribs. So proud of Andy <laughs> for that. Sticking with the, uh, you know, with my post combine chili dog recipe. And you know, he, uh, who, but he, guess what? He and Brett Beach deserve every single calorie that they consumed after that draft because they worked it, man. I they mean, they that crushed was, it,
0: right. You, you agree that they were talking off here, that, that they just absolutely crushed it. Like A- I, grade, I think,
1: yes. And I'm not just echoing all the prognosticators and the draft gurus and all the pro football, you know, uh, reporters out there that are talking about this draft. I, I was really Jeff, honest to goodness. And it's, you know, it's obviously easy to say once it's all done in hindsight, but as the draft was going on i was feeling really good about every single pick they made it was just like we talked about right they said we said they're going to take a cornerback uh you know in the first round they did didn't you know we were, we were wondering if they were going to trade around and they did you know trade up just a little bit right to get to get the guy they wanted and you know you and i were expecting
0: and i thought they would just you always trade that's one of his why he's such a good general manager. He's so aggressive. You know, he doesn't stand pat, which is a great quality.
1: Yeah. He just, he took that, he took that shot to trade up for Trent McDuffie. I think he's a great pick man. There's some great shots of him out there hitting people under the chin, man. I'm telling you, there's, all you got to do is just Google, you know, some Trent McDuffie hits and he's going to be a physical player. He's going to be a force. I mean, he's, I, I, no doubt going to be a day one player. And, you know, usually, you know, usually you try to make your first round picks, especially at those type of positions, you know, sometimes you give an offensive lineman a a little bit of time to get used to the game, but, you know, they're going to need him day one. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to deliver. And I just think that was, I think that was masterful, you know, trading up just a little bit to get him and not really giving away a whole lot. You know, they, they really look, I'm not, I'm not, that makes it sound like you don't get value in the third, fourth rounds and things like that, but, you know, to get, you know, the chiefs have to win now. Right. And it's one thing to try to find that diamond in the rough in the third or fourth round for the the guy who's going to be a starter in two or three years. And, you know, the chiefs, they can't really afford to do that right now. And, and I think, I just think going for Trent McDuffie was the spot they needed to get him in. And they, you know, they were able to move up for him and get him. And, you know, I think there was a lot of people that were surprised he was still around at that point.
0: Totally. The chiefs certainly were like, they, they had him going much earlier than 21st, which is when they selected him. Uh Joe, I, I think they got three, well, we'll get into this. I think they got three day one starters in this draft, but I'm particularly curious to hear your take, given your expertise on the on the two guys in the trenches, defensive end George Karloftis and offensive lineman Darian Kennard. You know, I, I edited the athletics uh, draft preview, and their draft analyst, Dane Brugler, had Kennard as the 42nd, best player overall. So that's like an wow. early second round pick. The Chiefs drafted him 145th in the fifth round in the fifth round.
1: Yeah, I, I mean he you know, we'll skip down over, you know, the other other guys and get, you know, and get down there to to the Kennard pick. I mean, look, he is he's a man, right? I mean, he is he is big, he's got unbelievable measurables and I saw a tweet and and this is true. I'm not I'm not making this up. He he had there was a tweet out there that said that he had the largest hands in the, in the, at the combine. The combine. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I don't yeah. know if you, if you saw that he was 11 and a half. My um, draft measurables were um, 11. That's what my hands were. And I had the biggest hands in my combine class. So um, I thought that was, that was really interesting. Um, Is there some
0: envy, Joe? Are you, are you disappointed that the chiefs now have
1: somebody with a bigger hand? I, you know, I was, I mean, you know, they, what they say about big hands, right. Big glove. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, you know, it was just funny to say, it was so funny when I saw that tweet, when I was kind of just making my way through social media on, you know, on, on Darian Kennard. And I saw that they had that list. I was like, Holy cow. That, that was me, you know, 31 years ago. Um, But I think, look, he's, he's got the size. I, I, I personally see him at right tackle. I know there's a lot of people that are saying maybe guard, um I I just I think his arms I think his measurables uh I think when he starts working with Andy Heck I think they're going to make him the bat it's going to be the battle for the right tackle spot right and I think that's what he's going to do he is going to really really compete and push that right tackle spot to the limit and I'm really really excited about that um and you know I know there was you know people wondering what you know why why did he drop what you know what happened and you know Look, at, at the end of the day, <clears throat> he's going to be blocking for Patrick Mahomes, and, and that's what we need. So I think he's going to he's gonna be just great.
0: You know, Joe, I, I think it was a great pick. I, I think he also will be – so my prediction is I think he starts at a right, right tackle. I think he was that good a talent. Um, he, he's huge, like you said. You mentioned the arms, the, the, the hands. Um, and, yeah, he was listed kind of as a guard tackle – but Joe, he's six, five, 345. I mean, that's really a tackle yeah. size. And another clue, they they posted clips the Chiefs did when they they get him on the phone. And Brett Veach, when he talked to him, he actually said, "Hey, how do you feel about being our right tackle?" <laughs> like so, they you know, they're trying to make. Um, but uh, the <laughs> scout Pat Pers- Spaduto, who um who was kind of the one and that was he that was his guy, it was his region. Said that he you know he could play anywhere, but. He thinks he's a right tackle. You know, the, the Andy Heck likes to cross-train his linemen. They're all versatile. Um, yeah, and then the one thing that he might have dropped a little bit, he did does have like a meniscus yeah. issue. They, he said he hasn't had surgery, maybe will. Doesn't seem like the biggest yeah. uh, injury to his no. knee, but that's all I could think, Is this is a guy, great value. They got great dra- value throughout the draft.
1: I, that's what I was going to say. I, I would say everything they did, in this draft was about number one, the needs that they had immediate needs and the value every single, everyone, every single position they got, every draft pick they made was a value pick. And, and that's what they needed to do. And it, and it, 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 if it met needs, it was all value it was all players that in some form or fashion, you know, were really kind of rated to go higher um, and maybe just didn't you know, and, and I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I'm really excited about the Sky Moore pick. I mean, I, I was really, really, really pleasantly surprised at how uh, they were able to get, they were able to get him. I mean, he, he really brings a lot. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's got a little more of that height that we and I have been talking about, right. Almost six feet tall. He's got long arms. He can make those back shoulder catches. He's, he's lean, he's lanky. I, I really I really, I really like him. Um, and he's tough and, and he's dependable. I think he's a very versatile receiver. Um, and, and I love, you know, that's what Andy looks for, right? He looks for people who are dependable, versatile, can do lots of things. And I think he's, you know, he's, he's really good. I know we're jumping, you know, we're jumping around a little bit, but, uh, you know, just going back, obviously, you know, the Trent thing, super excited about that. Look, the Karloftis thing, you know, from, from a trench perspective, you know, look, he's a, t- he's tough. Um, you know, he's not quite as big as a JJ Watt. I don't think he has maybe some of the measurables he might right now. Um, but, you know, at six four two seventy five, 75, he's awfully close. Uh, and I, and I think he's, you know, I think he's just got, I think he's got all the athletic ability that they need. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm, some, some bands might, may or may not know, but he, he you know, he's, he's a very talented athlete. He, you know, he's, he's from Greece, obviously he, he was late to start playing football and he actually played water polo in a lot of his life. And, and I think, you know, he's just got that, you know, that athletic thing that you look for in players that today, you know, that's what players, are. that's what coaches are looking for you know, looking for players who can go out there and be versatile. They're not looking for just one way, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll call them one way Charlies who just do one thing, go up the field. I mean, this guy's an athlete and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to make a immediate impact as well. I mean, he's going to be in that rotation for sure. And he's the edge rusher that, uh, you know, they're definitely going to need. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I think he's, you know, I, I, I think he'll, I think he'll probably start right away.
0: I, I think that was, and we'll go more into this, but yeah, my prediction, I think he, McDuffie, and again, I I didn't really think Kennard's gonna start. I mean, um, so, anyhow, that's my prediction. Three I love it. I love three it. I'm totally with stars, you.
1: which would be incredible. And I'm with you, yeah, Jeff. I hope that comes true.
0: Well, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Where are you picking to win the World Series? Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code believe. That's BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, I, I want to mention something that, Our good friend, Eric Edholm, who was on our pod to discuss uh, the draft, noted, I I thought that it was an interesting um, point that there might have been some thought that the Chiefs, I I don't want to say soft. These are NFL players. Everyone's so tough, but maybe they weren't, you know, they needed a toughness element that some during that slump last year uh, when they went three and four, maybe the defense wasn't just quite, they they needed an injection of of toughness, especially on that side of the ball. Um, And this, he pointed out that all the guys they drafted are bring it in spades. You mentioned some of the McDuffie hits, you said, but like every Brian Cook, the safety was Mm. compared to a heat-seeking missile. Karloftis, everyone's talking about his motor. And then Leo Chennault, probably the best example, the linebacker is just, they kept talking about just, he plays with violence. That's what all the descriptions are. I, I thought that was an interesting take. And I think that is a definite theme in the players they drafted.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, up and down, you know, when you start talking about, um, you know, even, the, even they were saying about himself, I mean, Leonard Chanal was saying how he can, consi- he considers himself to be one of the most violent guys on the field. Right. Got to love that. <laughs> right. And, and you, you've listened to everything the chiefs, scouts, coaches were saying, and I can't agree more to your point is, you know, is Brett Veach talked about cook physical, you know, you know, um, all, all those things that, you know, that he, you know, he brings to the table, right. He runs well, he, he plays run well. He has range physical was, was, you know, at the top of Brett Veach's list, right. You know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, what, uh, uh, what they talk about when they're, you know, the, when, when Brett Beach was talking about, um, you know, uh, Karloftis and, and and the toughness that he brings. I mean, everybody was saying that these players are tough. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was great to hear words like physical, violent, tough, because that's what they're going to need to compete, right, in, in the AFC West now. Because it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be the best division in football and up and down the line, you know. There, every every guy was, you know, ranked high in toughness and and physicality, which is which is what they need.
0: The other thing that struck me, Joe, is that, you know they they drafted a ton of defensive backs, which you, you called, and a lot of them were even like late round guys, and you don't necessarily expect a lot from seventh rounders and 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 guys like that. But even the guys that they drafted in the fourth, the fourth and seventh rounds. We, again you you think might not be a factor they totally fit the Chiefs model this what they look for is they look for long fast guys and they can be raw think of Charverius Ward who was undrafted Legarius mm-hmm. Sneed from a smaller school just at big athletic guys that's kind of coach Spaggis's specialty is, is the secondary and he really likes to coach him up so they you know you look at all the all the guys that they got uh, Joshua Williams in the fourth round from Fayetteville state, but he's th- 6'3 197. All the all these guys are fast. Uh seventh round, Jalen Watson, 6'3, 204. Uh yeah. and then seventh round, um Nazi Johnson, 6'2, 189. All these guys were, you know, at least they, they were, every, everyone had good 40 times too. It's just it they just know who they are. Really, again, I I know those weren't the sexy picks, those late round cornerbacks, but I, I just think that's another sign of how
1: well the chiefs drafted. Oh my gosh. And what are they going to do, Jeff? They're going to bring it to camp and they're going to show up, you know, guys like Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he is going to bring it right. I mean, everything that the chiefs organization says about him, I mean, uh, Cassidy Kaminsky, you know, talked about him as a guy who's tough, hard nosed, physical, and doesn't shy away from contact. Right. And and that's what you want, right? That's what when when those guys show up at camp and they go to these mini camps and OTAs, they're going to go there with their lunch pail, they're going to bring it, and they're going to make everybody better. This draft this draft class is one of those draft classes that is going to make everybody better. There does not seem like there's one (laughs) prima donna in this group that is going to be you know walking into, into training camp you know just elevating above them, you know, elevating above everybody, selves putting themselves above and and walking in on cloud nine. They're all hungry. Right. Which is a term that, you know, I'll just uh, quote, you know, outgoing Villanova coach Jay, Wright. Right. He always looked (laughs) for those players that were hungry, hungry and humble. Right. That was the, the Villanova mantra. And I think, I think that's exactly like, if I had to coin a phrase to surround this draft class, they're all hungry and humble. Think about it. Every pick was a pick that people couldn't believe that they were there for that value, but the Chiefs got them and how much are they going to appreciate playing there, right? Like I saw a clip of Darian Kennard's mom was just like, just in tears talking about how he was going to be blocking for Patrick Mahomes, right? And, you know, he comes from a background very hungry and humble. Um, you know, a, a lot of, the, you know, all these players, every one of them is going to have that mentality going in and it's going to make the whole team better. You know, and and you don't usually think of that from your rookie class. You don't think about the rookies being like leaders in that regard. And while they might not be, you know, the, the, the veteran leaders because they're rookies, I'm telling you, this draft class is going to be an example leadership team group where they're going to be leading by example because they all seem like kids. Kids, I can say that now that I'm in my <laughs> 50s, but they're all kids who are going to show up and bring their lunch pail and bring it every day and make everybody better. I That's, I think, is probably more important than anything. Even the contributions that some of them might make on day one, you know, come opening kickoff. I, I think that as a class, they're going to bring an edge to this team that they need to, you know, kind of elevate, elevate themselves back into that sort of tough category.
0: Joe, who was your favorite pick out of all these great selections and you can even include another guy that one of my favorites was actually justin ross who was not even drafted the fact this is a guy who was one of trevor lawrence's best receivers at clemson had a neck injury he was a guy that was talking about as um a first round pick a couple of years ago uh so that i think that might have been one of the best moves but whether it's ross whether it's one of these 10 draft picks
1: do you have a favorite oh man it's hard to it's hard to put a, yeah. a you know um I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say for the whole package, and I, I know it's going to sound like captain obvious, right? Cause he was their first pick. They traded up for him, but I'm really excited about Trent McDuffie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 a couple of reasons. Um, I, I, I just like his competitive spirit, his aggression, his, bur- he's got incredible burst, um, you know, and he, he's got, they're going to need that right. With the, the kind of receivers and, and quarterbacks that yeah. that you're that they're going to be facing twice a year now, uh, between the AFC West and the, and then the other quarterbacks that you know they're going to face in the AFC, whether it's through schedule or in the you know in the playoffs, it, it's they're going to they're going to need Trent McDuffie. and and I think the value that they got there, right? but that's that's the power, that's the like the 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 fun of the draft, right? You've got you've got this uh, parity thing going, right? Where you want your better teams. To pick last, and you want your worst teams to pick first, right? To try to even things out, because everybody wants that, right? You, you know, you don't want to see certain teams just continue to get, you know, pick after pick. But the Chiefs do an un, such an unbelievable job with these low picks that, you know, they're just going to keep getting better. And I think Trent McDuffie is that for me. I think I think the toughness, his closing speed, his aggressiveness uh, he can make plays Uh, to me. I think that's the most exciting. I know you're probably thinking, Oh my God, he's, he's moving away from the trench. He's not talking about the line, but I just, I'm just really excited about this one. And, 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 you know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. I think both of both you and I called it, right. We, we figured it had to be a corner in the first round. And, and the hope fingers crossed was that somebody that they really wanted slipped down to that, you know, 29th pick and, you know, the Chiefs were able to, you know, work some magic, of course, Brett, as Brett Beach usually does, and, and to get up, move up, you know, eight picks to get Trent. And, and I think that, to me, is why I'm really, really excited to see um, what turns out for him.
0: Um, totally. And, and I'm with you. It, it's hard to go against, when you're talking favorite picks in a really uh, talented draft class, hard to go against McDuffie, getting him at 21. Carl is really exciting. He feels such a need, and he's got that motor and also good value there. Um, and then Kennard, again, I, I really think he's just a mammoth guy. He has starting experience. He has, he has everything you need for for what I think should be, um, you know, kind of a, a road grading right tackle. And uh, Joe, the, the other thing, again, I thought the Chiefs deserved an A grade. I thought the best we're, – we're all foot NFL fans here and just watching the draft for fun. I, I thought the Chiefs had one of the best drafts boy, I, the other team I would just want to mention is the Baltimore Ravens, I really thought hit a home run. I, the Chiefs, every pick, I was going, wow, they got them there, and the Ravens, the same thing, but even more uh, picks. The fact that they got um, Tyler Linderbaum, who might have been the best interior lineman, 25th overall, Kyle Hamilton, the first pick at 14, who might, some were saying, is the best player in the draft, period. The fact that got David Ojabo, who would have been a mid first round pick before tearing his Achilles in the second round, Travis Jones. Uh, they got uh Joe, I'm sure you remember Jordan Stout, probably the best yeah. punter in the country. Uh, and then even fans, um, believe in Chiefs fans may be familiar with uh, Missouri's running back Tyler Beatty. That was their last pick, a guy who I think can really fit that scheme. Um yeah, Joe, I, I thought they crushed it. Any other teams that you, you really uh, want to note there? And I'm curious if you also agree on the on the Ravens.
1: Well, I definitely. I mean, they were they they were that was a fantastic draft for them. I, I, I think the thing that surprised me the most, and I think it really goes back to our discussion, um, is this draft, while it didn't have you know the couple of marquee players that Sports Illustrated was writing about every day and that people were clamoring about who's going to be first and you know what's going to you know who's going to be that first pick yada 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 I mean if you go through and look and you just go like look you got to give a lot of credit to these folks that grade these drafts right because they spend their whole this whole time of the season all they do is analyze the players their skills their ratings and where the teams are and what the needs are right so let's give let's give the media a lot of credit i've never since we you know since i've been following the draft closely i've never seen a draft where this many teams got rated an a and hmm. and and i think if you go back especially in the first round if you start looking at everybody's first round, and you start thinking about like, how people got rated, Jeff, I'm telling you, I would imagine I would bet of the 32 teams, you know, their first round was, was given you know probably half was given an A. Half of them are, or even more, maybe three-quarters of them were given an A. You just go up and down the draft board and look and you read it from all the prognosticators and, and, and the media who follow all this everybody was given, was given out an A in the first round, you know, even, even things like the Broncos got a couple of A's in the first round. I saw they didn't even have a pick in the first round. That's what they Wilson got. Yeah. Russell Wilson. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> so a pretty good. You know, a pretty good day. Yeah. Pretty so, so
1: like, there. I, you know, like the lions, I mean, of course they were going to get an A. I mean, you know, they had you know, a couple of the first picks there, but like, you know, it was only a couple of teams that I thought really just did a shoddy job, especially in the first round. Uh, I totally agree with you that I think the Ravens get it, get an A+. I thought the Giants did a great job. Um, you got your have Evan Neal
0: for their second I mean, pick, too. That, I mean, that's their second of the first round. To get uh, your kind of favorite player in the draft is is impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, what we talked about, Kair Alam, remember we talked about mm-hmm. him. I was surprised when I knew when, when the Chiefs were trading up, and um, I thought that's who they were going to grab. And, you know, he obviously slipped to 23 for the Bills. So they they must have seen something in, in in McDuffie that 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 they didn't like in Elam. So um, Red Beach did note that he was kind
0: of working the phones. He knew the Bills were interested in the cornerback. Another reason he wanted to jump up and get McDuffie. So
1: Yeah. Well, that's you know, that's what he does. I mean, you know, it was um, but I but I think it was just it was so interesting that, you know, that many teams um, you know, got an A. Um, you know, the Colts, I was so glad to get them rated low especially cause you know, they gave up their first round pick for Carson Wentz. Cause you and I have been talking about that Colts team Jeff for quite a while as a team that could really scare us, you know, coming in from the outside. And, um, you know, I was glad that they didn't really, uh, that, you know, they didn't really do much obviously cause they didn't have anything in the first round because of the Carson Wentz trade. But I, I think, I think it was a great draft. It was really compelling to watch. Um, you know, and I think you know, even the Raiders were another. They were another one that got an A, right for for trading a couple of picks for Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's come on, that's that's huge, right? And, and you know, and 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 the Chargers uh, short up the offensive line with with Zion Johnson, number seventeen from BC, is a really nice pick. He's going to be a ten-year type starter. He- um the Raiders by
0: the way Joe wanted to mention that they're since they didn't have those picks in the first and second round but it was a big deal the draft was in Las Vegas where they're located so their first pick in the third round was made by your buddy Marcus Allen and Wade Newton I thought that
1: was was a cool combo (laughs) what a combination that was right (laughs) holy cow that's a unlikely pair um you know I was uh, you know since I live on the East coast and I spent a lot of time in New York um, you know, for work and everything, I was, I was, I was, I was glad to see the jets and giants at least do something. I know, I know, I know we got to deal with the jets and the AFC and everything, but I was just glad to see them. You know, a lot of jets fans were excited about um,
0: they had a great draft too.
1: They really did. I mean, you know, they, they, they filled some real holes. I mean, they got, you know, they shored up the, the backfield with Sauce. Who, come on, the best name in the draft, right? Ah, Sauce Gardner. Gardner uh, getting him number four. I mean, Cincinnati, right? How about Cincinnati throwing out some couple top-round picks? And, and Texas not even having a, not even having yeah. anybody drafted this year. Cincinnati so, you know.
0: with the second most the, – the school with the second most picks in the draft, which is incredible, next to Georgia, who has set all kinds of records – Joe, yeah. I have one last question for you. You know, I've said how I think that there's going to be three starters from this draft, week one in Karloftis, depending on whether they the Chiefs place the tender on Ingram and maybe Ingram starts over Karloftis or they kind of sh- shuffle the in. Do you think Leo Chenal starts at linebacker? Now, and, and this is a little bit of a tricky question because I know the Chiefs play a four to five a lot. So they don't really, so often they start two linebackers or often they predominantly play two linebackers. They might start three, but you know, they're they're saying that he could be the Sam linebacker, the strong side linebacker with Willa Gay, obviously the Will Will linebacker. And then um, uh, the great rookie from last year, Nick Bolton at at the middle there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, if anything, you know, we, what do we know? that this coaching staff does offensively and defensively and even special teams to a certain degree, what do they do? They form the playbook around the players, right? They don't just say, Hey, we're going to pick this guy. And if he doesn't fit into our certain model, then, you know, we'll just dish him off. They don't do that. They look for quality players with certain skills. And then they make those skills fit their playbook Um, or I'm sorry, they make the, they, they, they mold the playbook around the player, I should Mm say. And, and, and I, I, I think Leo's going to be one of those players. I, I think they're going to find a way, whether it's running a lot of four-three on first down, you know, and and seeing, you know, let's let's get some stops on first down. Let's force teams to maybe throw the ball on first down, or or you know, if they can if they can put up some kind of run stopping, you know, early down philosophy, and then you pull them out, and maybe he becomes a run stopper at six-two-two-sixty plus, right? I mean, and and he's he's a violent player. He hits hard. You know, maybe he's that little extra mojo that they they get it. They mold the they mold the defensive playbook around him, and he you know they play more four three on first and second down, and then they go to more of a traditional nickel package on third down. Um, you know, I look. I just think it's going to be it's going to be another season of watching you know the Chiefs' magic of fitting their players into the playbook, which is, which they do magically. And I think Leo Chennault going to be one of them. I think they're going to do with all their players. I, I, I think they're going to find a way to get these talented players in and, and they're going to make it work and, and they're going to be cooking, cooking it up in the lab right now. You know, they're cooking up the recipe right now about, you know, speaking of Andy Reed, you know, <laughs> chili dogs, dogs and barbecue, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's going to be, you're going to be, they're going to be putting this uh, formula together or, or recipe or menu or whatever, you want to call it. And and they're going to come up with a package that keeps other teams on their toes, which, cause they're going to have that now, right. They're going to have depth at all positions. They're going to have, you know, smart players uh, who are, who are, who are violent and, and tough. I, I think, I think could see any of these players getting in the mix. I really can. I mean, seriously, I mean, I could see any of them, you know, especially when you get down to, you know, Darian Kennard and you get to the fifth, you know, you get down to the fifth round, um, you know, cause even, you know, even like a Joshua Williams might be, you know, we see him out there. I mean um, and then you get to Kennard. and then after that, right. It's going to be, you know, players are going to get down to seventh rounders and guys are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to earn it and, and, and work for it. But, um, you know, I, th- I think, I think all of them are going to have an impact one way or the other.
0: Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe.